Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Tuesday, June the 30th. And we start today with the amazing achievement of a five-year-old from Kings Hill who's completed a challenge to walk every day in June to raise money for charity. Tony Hudgel had to have his legs amputated when he was a baby and only received his prosthetics just before lockdown. He was inspired by Captain Sir Tom Moore and has gone on to raise more than a million pounds for the Evelina Children's Hospital in London, which saved his life. Paula and Mark Hudgel are Tony's parents. I'm just overwhelmed. Uh, the love and support has been amazing throughout. And uh, yeah, I am pretty choked, actually. Totally unbelievable. I still I still can't get my head around it, to be honest. It still doesn't seem real. I'm just so incredibly proud of him and everything he's done. It's just been amazing. We fostered him first and we, we didn't want to see him go into the system so we decided we had a little family meeting and within minutes we decided to adopt him and um, it's, it's been brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Kat Flanagan was Tony's nurse at Evelina London. Ever since he was a very little boy he's captured all of us in his heart. His achievement is amazing just from a personal point of view, his walking is so much improved. He couldn't um, get very far on his prosthetic legs to begin with just a few months ago but now he's walking so well and just the achievement for the hospital is incredible. Well Tony has received loads of support over the past month with messages from former Prime Minister David Cameron and even the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. You can read more about Tony at kentonline.co.uk. Some more of today's top stories now and police are investigating an attack on two girls in Margate which is thought to have been filmed by the group responsible. They were injured during the assault in Dane Park yesterday afternoon. Officers are looking into whether anyone has video footage of what happened. A Raynham mum has accused a church of theft after items left on her baby's grave were removed without her being told. Charlotte Day says nine things, including a key ring and other irreplaceable items, have been taken from her daughter's grave at St Peter's Church in Breadhurst. The Diocese of Rochester, which oversees the churchyard, says items are removed because they're against church rules and those seeking a burial are made aware. Next today, a big issue that parents are going to be very interested in. A Kent head teacher has told Kent Online there's no way social distancing can be done in secondary schools. It's after the Education Secretary announced he wants all pupils to return to school from September. But there are concerns about how, in secondaries in particular, that will work. Ollie has been chatting to Ken Moffat, who's the head of Simon Langton School in Canterbury. Every head teacher I know wants children to come back to school. We actually want them to be there and we want to be teaching them. But we want them to come back safely. And the most important thing is, whilst any social distancing measures remain in place, then we can't do it. We cannot socially distance in secondary schools. Corridors are less than a metre and a half wide and classrooms with 32 young people in, uh, that's just not going to happen. And I suppose a lot of the issue with that and the difference between primary schools comes to the fact that many of the kids in the primary schools are getting to be within those social bubbles. But with the secondary school, you have so many classes these kids are going to throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're, you know, at secondary level, we're really about subject specialism. Um, then A-level teachers are also teaching year seven. And we just can't have those bubbles at this level. 
The biggest uh, challenge for us, however, is going to be getting the young people to school in the first place. Now, 60% of our young people travel by bus to school. At the moment, I've got 25% of year 10, 25% of year 12 in, and they're all being brought in by their parents in cars. That's not going to be an option in September. Uh, until Matt Hancock and others tell us that public transport is safe, then uh, until that time, we've got major problems. And aside from the, the feelings of, of, of pupils, which must be mixed and strange because of this, this unprecedented time, what are the fears that some of your teachers are having about, about going back in September? I mean, have you spoken to them about, about what their thoughts are, what their headspace is at the moment? They're mostly really keen to get back. Um, it doesn't do anybody any favours not to be in the workplace for 10 weeks at a time. Uh, one or two of them have reacted psychologically uh, less well than others uh, than that. But the overwhelming feeling is, yeah, let's get back and let's be doing, you know, let's have some semblance of normality. Alan Brooks is chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers. He's been speaking to Louisa. Secondary schools in particular, and there are challenges in primary, obviously, but secondary schools in particular because of option subjects, because of numbers, because of students moving around the buildings, present particular challenges. And we, we remain to see how they are going to be addressed because currently it does look extremely challenging, even with social distancing reduced to one metre, which is now the obviously the intention. And you mentioned there kind of some of the challenges when it comes to secondary schools. Obviously, it's quite different to primary. It does seem like quite a different and larger challenge. Well, it is a larger challenge for secondaries in terms of movement and mixing. They've, they've talked an awful lot about bubbles. I don't know at this stage how on earth you would create bubbles within secondary schools, even bubbles that encompass the entire year group, 200, 250, 300 students. Uh, so that is difficult. Primaries have their own challenges, of course, and that's largely due to lack of space. A lot of our primaries in Kent are very small, and if you, kept, if you kept, take us down to one metre, you still have situations where primary children will be very cramped inside classrooms. And there's also been another topic of discussion. Um, do you think that it's fair to threaten to find parents who are potentially still concerned about sending their children back to school? Well, I think it's very early to be talking about finding parents for this. I think there needs to be a plan. Schools need to understand the plan. Schools will then need to do their own risk assessments again, just as they've done for the wider reopening this term. And once all that's taken place, parents will be in a position to make some decisions. I think at the moment to say to parents, trust us, it'll all be fine without the details coming out, then I think it's the wrong way around. I think it's cart before the horse again. Officers searching for a missing man from Ashford have found a body. 20-year-old Sam Smithson was last seen in the Bond Road area yesterday evening. Police were called to Kings North Woods in the town this morning where the body of a man was discovered. The death is not being treated as suspicious. Kent Police are warning people not to attend unlicensed music events after they had to break up a gathering of around 200 people near Mepham. Officers were called to Woodland off Harville Road in Vigo Village on Saturday. They're reminding us that coronavirus still poses a serious risk to public health. The bomb squad has blown up a wartime device that was found on a beach at Birchington. Police cordoned off part of Minnis Bay following the discovery yesterday afternoon. Experts have now safely disposed of it. Next, and people who've had to claim benefits during the pandemic want more support to find work, according to academics at the University of Kent. They're speaking to claimants as part of a major study into the benefit system during COVID-19. 
Earlier this month, we told you the number of people claiming jobless benefits in Kent in May increased by more than 15,000 to almost 73,000. Dr. Ben Warburg-Geiger from the uni says the issue is only going to get more complex. The situation that people find themselves is going to be very unpredictable and very unstable. What is clear, though, is that a lot of people claiming universal credit are already looking for work. And one of the challenges that's really important now is that, you know, a majority of these claimants want help in looking for work. You know, they might not have enough hours for what they're doing. They might be struggling financially for one reason or another. They want to be trying to find work and they want help from government to do that. And while the DWP has already started providing some help to people online, um, that needs to be massively ramped up in the coming months to meet the need we have at the moment. Are you finding then that a lot of the people who are claiming these benefits, if it is that for the first time they've ever done it, there's kind of a thing like we don't want to be on this for very long and they, you know, they want to get back into the, into the job market mm. as quickly as possible? One of the things that will be happening is that people might expect to not be claiming for very long, but actually how long they end up claiming is going to be very uncertain. So we're going to go back to people in the autumn and then back to people in a year's time, both whether they're claiming or not, um, to see what happens to them and how their expectations are going. The, the finance element of it is going to be really tricky for people that are claiming for a long period of time. So benefits are not very generous by design. Universal credit claimants, although not people on other, most other benefits, got an extra £20 a week associated with the crisis but it's still not very much to live on for any length of time so if people have put in a claim and then uh, they find they're still on the benefit in the autumn let alone into next year then it's probably the case that financial struggles are really going to start to bite later in the year particularly because in lockdown and, and this we see from our survey in other work people's expenses went down their outgoings mm -hmm. you know some people's went up for a smaller number of people but in the main, there's lots of things that you would expect to be part of everyday life that you just couldn't do. So financial problems aren't as bad now as they might be uh, in a few months when normal life happens. Aldi has announced it's planning on building up to 15 new stores across Kent. The supermarket chain is looking at a number of sites suitable for around 100 parking spaces in towns including Chatham, Ebbsfleet and Folkestone. It's part of an expansion drive of, to having 1,200 stores open nationally by 2025. And Cineworld have announced they now won't reopen until the end of July. They have been due to welcome back customers at cinemas, including Rochester, Ashford, Dover and Bexley Heath on the 10th. The company says it'll continue to monitor the situation. That's all for today. But of course, you can continue to keep up to date at kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.